Welcome to Ask a Broker, Episode 2. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. This is a show where Dustin Woodhouse and I tackle your mortgage questions. We're all about helping you crush your mortgage business. Here's how it works. Go to ilovemortgagebrokering.com slash ask, record your question, whether it's how to grow your business, build your business, hire, fire, whatever you want. And if we answer your question on the show, we will send you a swanky I Love Mortgage Brokering t-shirt courtesy of Lendesk. Today on the show, Harold Hagen asks, how do I maintain my marketing activities when I'm busy working on my files and who should I hire? I think you're going to love this one. Before we get started, I want to thank today's sponsor. Ask a Broker is sponsored by Lendesk. Lendesk is a mortgage technology company based out of Vancouver that has built an origination platform specifically for Canadian brokers. Lendesk removes the headache of assembling an application with your client. Think of it as the ultimate CRM and deal management tool. They're pre-launched, but I'm helping them refine the platform and I can tell you it looks awesome. If you'd like to get early access to Lendesk with me, sign up at Lendesk.com to stay in the loop. As for the cost, let's just say it's going to be an easy decision. This is going to be a game changer. Hey, Dustin, how's it going today? Not too bad, Scott. How are you? Good. Hey, we got a great question from Harold Hagen. But before we jump into that, so what's new? What's something exciting that you're, you've been working on or doing? Well, it's, uh, I mean, everything's exciting in our business, isn't it? In the, certainly in the Vancouver market, it's still subject-free, multiple offer madness. So, uh, you know, 8.30 in the morning on a, a Saturday, where else would I be? I'm in the office. In the office working. Yes, exactly. It's uh, it's definitely, it's starting to spill into our market. We're about three or four hours away and it's, you know, we're not seeing subject free yet, but it's definitely multiple offers on pretty much everything that's is priced reasonably. Uh, well, it won't be long before somebody figures out they'll win the multiple offer by going subject free and, and then it will begin for you as well. No, please say it isn't so. Uh, so I know I totally agree. It's going to happen. We're a few months behind you guys, but so today I'm going to let's have a listen to Harold's question, and uh, then we're going to jump in. And I want to get your two bits, and I'll put my two bits into it. Hey, Broker Nation, Harold Hagen here, Barrico My Mortgage out of Calgary. My question today is around marketing. For sure, I understand that communicating by phone, calling past and present clients, is the most powerful tool we have, and I'm spending as much time as I possibly can doing that. I guess what I'm concerned about is all the other marketing bits that seem to be falling off my plate. You know, things like paper marketing, setting up uh, campaigns, email drip campaigns, uh, beyond what I'm doing already, and maybe even, you know, community client events, those kind of marketing initiatives that just aren't happening right now. The challenge is I'm just so busy right now with dealing with current deals in this market and making those phone connections to my past and present clients and referral partners. There's just no time left in the week to consider marketing otherwise. So the question I have is, would you recommend hiring a non-licensed marketing assistant to cover off this, you know, these ancillary marketing ideas? Would you hire, uh, and in my business right now, I don't have any assistants, so it would be a first hire. And second, what's the potential return on investment of such a hire? Just looking for some feedback from the experience of this great broker nation we have. Thanks a lot, Rocket. So what do you think? What's your, what is your opinion on uh, marketing assistance and non-licensed and sort of what Harold was asking about? Well, the first thing I picked up in Harold's question was he's too busy. I think were the, the two words that kind of jumped out. So if you're already exceptionally busy, hiring an unlicensed assistant, which we'll, we'll get to those two words next, is that really going to help you? I mean, if you're, if you're already too busy to do any of the marketing on your own, then you're not far from being too busy to handle one, two, three, four more files 
coming in the door in one day or two days in a row. And if, if you get an assistant who's really good at their job, you're going to wind up with even bigger problems. So I don't think having an unlicensed marketing assistant is necessarily the next step for Harold. I think maybe having somebody who is actually licensed and can help them underwrite files, that might be the next step. So not a direct answer to his question, but yeah, I was thinking the same thing when I listened to the question. I thought, okay, if I think the first hire for most people should be a licensed assistant who can help with just the deal, working on the deals. Because if you're good at sales, you're going to like obviously the phone and stuff is working, and the unlicensed assistant activities are in my mind like down the list of like two or three in terms of priority. I think you'd want somebody who's going to you know be able to put documents together, track down some documents for you, and that'll give you free time where then you can think about which of these, you know, marketing activities you should even pursue or not pursue or just get on the phone more or or whatever. Yeah, and I'd also be concerned about um, privacy, the regulator, uh, the views of um, the powers that be with the Privacy Act and whatnot around unlicensed assistance because I'd want someone in my office I only ever want someone in my office who's able to jump into PyLogics, pull up details, manipulate data, you know, build a spreadsheet with contacts, email addresses, and try and put some kind of marketing marketing initiatives together. But I want them to be able to jump into the file. And, and more than anything, I want them to have a bit of an understanding and maybe a bit of a bit more of a level of dedication to the industry as well which their being licensed usually provides. And as busy as Harold is, and that's awesome that he is as busy as he is, there are still lots of brokers out there who are not that busy. And finding a licensed broker to maybe bring in for eight hours a week or whatever it is to start out with might also be uh, a way to go. And then, of course, it goes back to that first thing. Now you've got someone who's licensed who can actually do a whole lot more than just compile a list of birthday greetings and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And it, a couple thoughts on that. One, there are some companies out there like Western Broker Services who will send out like birthday cards. And so I think that if you do want to do some of these marketing activities or some of it, you can outsource as long as you have to be obviously mindful of what you know privacy and stuff. But there's some things that you don't necessarily need to have you can kind of use a, a virtual assistant. At least I, th- I I like that as an option. But another option for someone if they're trying to get, you know, maybe they're not at the point where they feel like they can afford their own assistant, either do the part-time thing or if you have a shared one. I've done that in the past where, you know, you basically have a, an assistant with someone else who works very similar to you in terms of, you know, work the way they work on their files. And so having someone shared means you can reduce the cost and not have to carry the burden yourself until your business gets bigger. What are your thoughts on a shared assistant? No, I, I agree. And, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of brokerages are now creating their own underwriting desks. So the actual broker owner is hiring, you know, a dedicated experienced underwriter or two or three, creating an underwriting desk for their brokers to submit files through. So you sort of have assistant on demand mm-hmm. and uh, or pay, pay as you go assistant. And uh, and I think, you know, if somebody has access to something like that, that's definitely a starting point before trying to hire somebody on themselves. I mean, that's a, a much, much better way to go. And and same thing with the marketing. I mean, if you can find yeah, like Canadian Western or Canadian broker services, that's a perfect example. 
you know, that's a, a great uh, way to go outsource some of that marketing. The only other thing I'd say too is um, another point to bring up is the, the dangers of automation. You know, you really want to be careful with automated email campaigns and automated birthday greetings. You can't set it and forget it. You've got to go through that list. I would suggest no less than every three months, you should dedicate, you know, an hour or two to go through your list of who you're marketing to and just make sure it's clean and up to date. Um, you know, when you get into a database of a thousand plus people, a lot of things happen. And, uh, you know, I got a phone call a few months ago from a, a spouse who had lost her partner a couple of weeks earlier and, you know, she phoned me to talk about NPP, the life insurance product and that sort of thing. And obviously a very difficult conversation, you know, top of mind. And I don't have automated birthday greetings, but I do get a list every single morning of my clients whose birthday it is. And then I wish them, I, I type out sort of a more personalized greeting and fire it off to them. Some of them I even pick the phone up when I can, which is tough in our market. But it was not three or four days after that phone call, the automated birthday greeting notice comes up for her husband. Mm -hmm. And could you, could you imagine having had the conversation I had with her and then four days later, a happy birthday greeting hits the family email inbox from me. Mm -hmm. That would have been horrible, you know? So, you know, as I say, that's a one in a thousand scenario, or maybe it's a one in a hundred thousand scenario, but make sure you're keeping up to date on that list, you know, in relation to what's going on in uh, your client's lives. Right. It's like a garden. You got to constantly go back and weed it and make sure that it's, it's the right people that you're communicating to and and but and again i think all those other marketing activities are useful and good but there's you know down the list of priority if you're on the phone and uh if if you you know i'd say 80 percent of your success could probably come from the phone I, i'm that confident that the phone is you know that useful what, what are your thoughts on in terms of marketing uh initiatives what's your what's your big go-to well, I mean, I've always said my number one marketing initiative is simply doing the absolute best job I can do for the clients right in front of me right now. And the happier they are, the more people they'll tell and, and on it goes. And if you've always got a few dozen clients in front of you at any given time, then you've always got, you know, that message perpetually being pushed out there. Um, but maybe that's a little short sighted to some extent. Um, so I've tried to back it up personally with my blogs, mm -hmm. right? I've got 1600 people signed on to that. Almost all my previous clients, some of my referral sources, uh, some prospects, that sort of thing. And that's really the number one form of marketing I do. And it goes back to those key words that uh, Rob Reagan Pollock gave me eight years ago when I had lunch with him. And he was kind enough to have lunch with me, uh, a, a nobody brand new rookie broker. And those words were position yourself as an expert. Mm -hmm. so I try and write, you know, blog pieces at least every two to three weeks that go out that are, you know, topical, timely, useful that sort of thing. And uh, I have clients who come back to me three, four years later who I haven't picked the phone up and I haven't called, but 
they they start the conversation almost like we're in mid-conversation because they feel like we've been in communication the whole time, which is kind of interesting. It sort of surprised me the first few times that happened, but that's how powerful something as simple as that can be. But again, that's something that's you know written in my own words. Right. So it is my voice that I'm sending out there. It's not an automated boilerplate template on spring cleaning or you know winterizing your home. It's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we. Um, I, I agree. If it, whatever it is, it's like if you, if you're not a blogger, or if you don't write, then just do something consistently. What I've had success with over the last since 2011 is we've created a VIP club for our clients, and so we do these like you know we put some mortgage news in it, but we send a monthly uh, email to them. And we always have a contest, so I'm investing in my database, and I've had very good results from, you know, the open rate and the number of people that, and you can even get people to share it because you're not saying, hey, here's a rate sheet, you know, share this. It's something interesting. So I've again matches my personality, but I've had good success with that as a non, you know, a fairly, and that's pretty much automated. Like it just kind of happens, and I don't have to to do a lot with it. But I was just gonna say you nailed it when you said matches your personality, right? Whatever it is you do should match your personality totally and i can tell you after 100 plus interviews it's you match your personality to your market opportunity and that's where you find the best success is not trying to be someone else but be yourself and you've got a unique market opportunity wherever you happen to be you know planted and that's where i find that there isn't one path to success it's like it's, it's not like there's just here's the you know do three steps and you're it's it will work it's kind of depends right a little bit Took the words out of my mouth. Perfect. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to cut you off. So, Harold, I hope that helps, bud. Hopefully we've answered Harold's question to some extent. 